0: that, which is relevant here outside of Israel as well, which is Shemitah's Ksafim, to abandon all outstanding loans, come Shemitah, not collect. Someone owes you money, gotta forget about it. And not only does Torah forbid us to collect these loans, but the Torah commands us to continue lending even though we know Shemitah is impending and, it's, and we have to just lend as if nothing is going on. We can't refuse to loan a person who really needs the money because we're worried that he won't pay us back before Shemitah and then we'll lose all our money. We can't do that. So these mitzvahs are mitzvahs which demand a tremendous amunah and bitachin. You really have to rely on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And it demands it from every simple Jew, from the farmers of society not the Rosh Hashiva and the Gidei hadar and the Tzadikim. Every simple Jew is expected to give up his livelihood for a full year and somehow expect to be supported by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then the next parasha, Parashas Bichul Chaisai, demonstrates how, how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu demands this of us and how important these mitzvahs are because the Teichachot, when it goes through all the terrible punishments that come as a result of not keeping Shemitah. The ultimate punishment is Galus, and that the Pasik says that Galus comes because Kala didn't keep Shemitah. So that means HaKadz Baruch holds us up to the standard to such a great extent, to have Amun and trust in Him, expect our livelihood to come from Him, that there's a punishment of Galus. We get sent out of Eretz Yisrael as a result of not keeping these mitzvahs. The Mishnah of Pirkei Ovis, this week's parak, and the fifth parak coming week, explains that one of the things that bring on dever, brings on my geifa, pandemic, epidemic, is not keeping Shemitah properly. So a different kind of punishment for Shemitah, which is not keeping Shemitah properly, bring, brings on an epidemic. The Kliyakar, the famous Kliyakar on, Ch- on Chumash, he wrote a sefer called Amudeshesh, Sheish. And in the Hagdama of the sefer, he writes... Interesting story. He says that how did he have time to write this safer? He was a rub of Prague and it was a big city and it was a very important city, a very important position. So he was swamped always with the the duties of a rabbi. He said he got a little sabbatical. He got a reprieve, but he says it wasn't a reprieve that he wanted. It wasn't the sabbatical that he desired. The reason why he had this little sabbatical from his duties is because he had to run away from Prague. Why did he have to run away? Because there was an epidemic and the epidemic was raging through the city. So they ran away to escape contamination, and they ran to a city called Bishet, somewhere else, I imagine in Czechoslovakia, might be in Hungary. And they ran pretty far from Prague in order to be able to escape this this epidemic. And as a result, he had free time, right? Something I can can relate to as rabbis get some free time when there are epidemics. So that's how he was able to author the Sefer. And he writes, he says a little pshan in this Mishnah, why it is that the punishment for Shemitah is an epidemic. Because he says that an epidemic has, of course, its most direct effect is people die, people get sick. But he says there's always also a secondary effect, and that's gollus. You have to run away. You have to escape contamination. You have to keep yourself healthy and keep yourself alive. So you run away to try to survive. And then that's galus, And the punishment for Shemitah, he says, is Gaulus. That, that we do see in the Pasig, that that's the punishment for Shemitah. So if we don't keep Shemitah, dever is another form, another way, method that a kaddish Baruch brings on Gaulus. And I think that we also are experiencing a form of galus because what is galus? What's so terrible about running away, going away? What's terrible is you lose your community, you lose your connection with your shul, you lose your connection with your friends, you're close family. You're being far away. Being far away from, from family and friends and the people you love means that you can't connect with them. You can't, you can't um, join in their simchas. You can't participate in their life events. And in this aspect, we're all experiencing the gallus that's inherent in every epidemic, in every magaifa. We're experiencing this uh, at home gallus, but it's the same effect, the same. So the, same, the, 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 the sum total is the same. And now the Nesil Shalom says a, 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 a fascinating thing on this mission as well, in Perk He says that the reason why not keeping Shemitah deserves that particular punishment of Gaulus, why is it that when you don't keep Shemitah, Hashem sends us out of Eretz Yisrael. So he explains because in Eretz Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Leke There was no intermediaries, there were no Malachim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu ran Eretz Yisrael himself. And we felt that, and you could see that. And there was an, oh, more open when we weren't in Gaulas when Hashem we were in Eretz Yisrael, it was more clear how everything was coming from Hashem, and we were getting full oral sustenance, all our Parnassah, we were getting it from Kaddish Baruch He says, if something was decreed on Rosh Hashanah in Eretz Yisrael, you could overturn it, no problem. We had that kind of connection with Kaddish Baruch And that's why Hashem expected such kind of level of Bittachan and Amunah, to be able to just give up your livelihood for a year, because... You're living with Hashem. You should know that your, your sustenance is from him. You should know your Parnas is from him. And if we don't appreciate that, then we don't deserve to live in Eretz Yisrael. That's why Golis is the punishment for Shemitah. And I think it's pretty clear to all of us that when Hashem brings a Magaifa, especially like this one, it forces us into solitude, the stay-at-home Golis. He wants us to come around and start recognizing his presence. Everything that Hashem grants us is for the purpose of recognizing that it's from him. And one of the best ways to strengthen our amunah and bitachin is to turn to tefillah, to talk to Hashem, and ask Him what we need and want, demonstrate that we believe He listens. And that's the only way to get things done, is to davening. So that's a, one of the best ways to, to start working on amunah and bitachin. Part of our kavanah, when we say tehillim, is, is should be as it said in the rebind that some of us say Friday night, it's in the sitter before, Eishaz Chayil, and so we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should have mercy on us and to redeem us but to, to inspire our hearts to love you, Hashem. And the Siva Shalom continues and he says that that's really where the true Golos is, is when we feel abandoned by Hashem. We feel far from Him. And that's what we could utilize to heal him the way David HaMalech utilized to heal him, to demonstrate how much he loves Hashem, how much he Wants to be close to Hashem, he expressed all that through saying to him, and we can utilize him for that purpose as well, and thus try to get ourselves out of this gallus, both physical gallus and Rukhni the Gallus. We're going to say now, Kapitol Kufchafal. <laughs> May I be your boy as we As we may my die I say so my in word how you tell my my